This episode has strong language that's not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Best friend! Hey! Best friend! Come over here! Hey! Hanging out with my best friend! Hey, if you hit my nigga, I'ma shoot that motherfucker! Stop hey, we in Miami! We gotta go out! That's we the, on some they, baller nigga the, shit! Are you drunk? Not, that's not even important. Come that on, we gotta go important. do some big You're supposed shit, to be driving bitches. and you threatening people with guns again. Come on, we're not about to worry about that's that. That's why we're you got locked up. Night. Stop playing, we're about to have waiting Stop. for you at the crib. That bitch is the reason you got locked up. All right, since you're so funny, bitch, you get locked up again. I'm not bonding you out. And I'm not fighting her nigga again. That's, that nigga's a nice guy. Get in, I'm driving, you fucking drunk. Wow. Fucking pack off of the porch or break a pound down. Get the scrap if it happened to blow it makes a round sounds. Pussy cat on my lap, push it back and go to town down. Putting rap on my back and I'm black and snatching crowns. I they came back around like a nigga selling cracking pounds. I got a bag now, but it's nothing to brag about. Gun blast in the background. I'm a black man with a bloodhounds. Mac 10 making love sounds to a bad chick. She from uptown, I'm from down south. Not a loud mouth. We could fuck around. Hit the music, baby, cut it down. Hit the doobie while you do me indubitably. I feel like I'm a bust. Now. I feel like a bust down when I shine bright blind niggas is up now in the cut big black truck pack sacked up you can pick it up now nigga fuck it okay push the fucking pack off of the porch or break a pound down get the scrap if it happens to blow it makes a round Coming at you live from the Do-Rag Dungeon, I'm your host, that boy Coop, back with another regular-ass episode of Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Bounce Checks and Toilet Bowl Skid Marks. Subscribe to the Rats Teller just anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Following the Rod and Karen Dotra, leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Leave an email on carolinakidpodcastrewired at gmail.com. Also, leave me a voice message and donate on anchor.fm slash datboycoop. That's anchor.fm slash D-A-T-B-O-Y-C-O-O-T. Sup, niggas? We a bike. We beak. We put It's the Black History Month episode, nigga. We back. Whole damn years black history, okay? I'm black 365. You know, I'm black a lifetime, so... What else? But it is Black History Month. And we black, y'all. We, we black, y'all. We blackity black. And we black, y'all. We blickety black, 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 blackity black, black, black. Yes, because I'm black and I'm back. <laughs> the whole way through. Like Georgia was on Ray Charles's mind. Okay, when, when that nigga say Georgia was on his mind, he didn't necessarily say it's because of the good shit. It's because of the fuck shit, okay? Georgia on my mind. Fuck these motherfuckers on the low. But Georgia's on my mind. <laughs> I don't know why I was randomly talking about that. Ray Charles talking about Georgia on his mind. It's because SZA, man. SZA, man, it, it's the first day of black history, but and racism just seems to seep its way stronger than ever on the first day of the damn month. It's like, um... What we gonna do? Be super duper racist today. You know, it's like racism be every day, but this be that super, super, super strong, like got a extra piece of damn serum, Superman serum, damn Captain America ass serum ass racism. I mean, this shit got a whole different level to it. But before we get to the schism, 
let's talk about the triumph of black black excellence. Cause cause my niggas be out here winning. AT Track and Field is ranking number one in the country. And it's not just among FCS schools because they be like, yeah, y'all little nigga colleges and shit be doing good and whatnot. But that's cute. Y'all number one out of the nigga colleges. But now, AT is number one, like, period. Like all colleges. Period. Point blank. I shall proceed. Here we go. Monday, January 31st, 2022 will go down as a historic day in the North Carolina A&T Athletics. The United States Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association, USTFCCCA, <laughs> released its latest poll on Monday. And the North Carolina A&T men's indoor track and field team is the nation's number one team. It marks the first time a Division I team from North Carolina A&T Aggie Athletics is ranked number one in a non-historically black college and or university national poll. <clears throat> the A&T men's indoor track and field team opened the 2021 season as the number two team in the USTFCCCA poll for the highest ranking program in history. The Aggies can't exceed the ranking, but they can make history this coming March. The great thing about track and field is that the best team is not decided by some committee, said Dwayne Ross, A&T's director of track and field programs. It is a face-to-face -face proposition. Being number one is certainly a great accomplishment for the guys, but we're going to take this week by week until March 12th gets here. Then we'll deal with who's the best at that time. Y'all talking king shit. Like y'all like about to kill. Y'all about to murder. Y'all about to murder this shit. Like, Ante is number one followed by Texas Tech. Texas, like the Longhorns. So that the, the, number three is Texas. Because Texas Tech was number two. I'm just telling you. Because these white schools need to know. Because <laughs> white people are, are the inquired minds that want to know. So, <laughs> Texas Longhorns. Out of like Austin, Texas. Georgia. Not not one. Not, not HBCU in Georgia. I'm talking about Georgia, Georgia. Like Georgia Bulldogs. Kentucky. Like University of Kentucky, like Wildcats. Yeah, them motherfuckers. Top five. The Aggie women are up five spots this week to the number 27th ranked team in the country. That's amazing. Olympian John Ross, uh, John Ross, Olympian Randolph Ross Jr., a junior out of Garner, North Carolina, not too far from here, has played a significant role in the Aggie men standings as the top-ranked team in the nation. <clears throat> Ross Jr. is the number one 400-meter runner in the NCAA with a 45-37 he ran at Clemson University on January 14th last week. Ran a 20-57 in the, in the Zoom. or the Zoom. <laughs> that too looked like a Z. Shut up. 200-meter <laughs> to earn the number three ranking in the country. He also teamed with Seniors Daniel Stokes and Akeem Lindo and graduate Elijah Young to run a 303.39 in the 4x400-meter relay last week. Amen. Black excellence, you know. 
I know I know some people like man, black excellence, but they athletes. Hey man, I'ma give them I'ma give them credit credit is due, man. Cause you don't even see this shit happen. You know? <clears throat> so they finished second in the race behind University of Florida there, and therefore they have the second best time in the nation. That's amazing. So there is that. And um I'ma talk shit. You know, <laughs> I'm I'ma talk shit. Aggie Pride, nigga. You know, we be out here being whole ass Olympians and shit. That's amazing. That's amazing. Cause Aggies do. Alright, so <laughs> I'm gonna stop rubbing that shit in because I know it's it's some other people that's from some other HBCUs that listen to the, I'm just playing with just playing with y'all. I'm just playing with y'all. It's all HBCU love. Y'all know it. Alright, so um <clears throat> it be mo fuckery cause I gotta have happy shit. Cause it can't stay a happy podcast. I want it to be the happiest fucking podcast with like sunshines and rainbows and sparkles falling on people's ass. But I don't have that kind of podcast today. Here's the news. All right, so HBCUs across the country are under bomb threats. Okay, like, and the shit just keeps happening. Like it keeps happening, and and. And you know the racism strong when they like, hey, we're going to do it like right around February because niggers love February. You know, Black History Month and all that nigger bunny jazz. I am so mm, open the NBC News article because I am fed up with white people. All right. So <clears throat> y'all be like, why y'all mad at us? Because y'all be doing shit like this and don't be telling nobody to stop. Being a dumb motherfucker. All right, so here we go. Um, news at your service. Tonight, many of the nation's historically black colleges and universities on heightened alert from Delaware to Florida to Louisiana. Hours with campuses locked down, orders to shelter in place because of more than a dozen bomb threats. Damn. Sad that it's really only HBCUs that are being targeted. At Howard University, bomb threats two days in a row. Are you kidding the me? The third threat since January 5th. Shit. You take these threats seriously. Absolutely. Like many at these institutions, Dr. Tashni Ann Dubroy thinks the fact that it's the start of Black History Month is likely no coincidence. No. A month that usually celebrates the innovation of our community and uh, celebrates the valor of black people has now been tainted because we have such a significant threat against white the HBCU people. community. At the White House, aides say the president is getting regular updates. It is scary. It is horrifying. It is um, terrible that these students, these faculty, these institutions are feeling under threat. The FBI saying they're working with our law enforcement partners to address any potential threats. Now students like Ashley Fields are back in class with a lot of questions. We've not received any word about whether the two have been connected or, you know, where the threat has come from. It's not the ideal environment for students trying to learn. On Howard's campus now, a much bigger police presence, including help from the D.C. Metro Police, not usually stationed here. So far, authorities have not reported finding any explosive devices on any campus. Hey, man, I'm just going to be real with y'all. Um, they're not doing shit. Like they they not don't they not doing shit, bro. They like we gonna see, we gonna miss possibility. We might do investigation. I don't know. It's, it's nigga colleges. I'm I'm telling you, they be they be acting like they gonna do some shit, and they be like it's okay, and they pat you on your back and send you on your fucking way. Amen. 
it be white people in the shadows that really don't like our black asses. And they be like, look at them niggas laughing. Why are they smiling? Why are they so damn happy? Let me take the smile away. That's how they are. Hey, man. This is why we don't. This is Y'all be wondering why we don't be wanting white people certain places. <laughs> that sounds so terrible, doesn't it? Y'all be wondering why our black asses don't really want to say all the things that are on our mind. These they're, they're what we like to call nigga thoughts, okay? I have nigga thoughts, and I don't want to tell people how I really feel, because if I told people how I really feel, <laughs> y'all be like, oh, my God, he sounds so crazy. I think he needs to be sent to a hospital. No. <clears throat> all the atrocities that have been committed against black people in, I don't know, since the beginning of time, it just like we be tired of shit we be tired of shit and y'all be playing games y'all be trying shit all the time and we just be minding our black ass business we be doing whatever the fuck we be out here trying to flourish do the best that we can out here in these streets in these education streets out here in these university streets out here in these historically black college and university streets but niggas can't thrive because non-niggas be trying to take shit away just be real this is non-niggas be trying to take shit away and fuck y'all you know and um y'all not gonna steal my joy man i love being black because i'm black and black y'all Fuck them. So, um, <clears throat> I tried to make the, <laughs> that the lightest, but seriously, y'all are tripping, okay? <sighs> White allies, y'all go talk to them crazy motherfuckers over there. They might just kill y'all, too. I don't know. This shit's, this shit's getting too out of hand, man. Black History Month, literally just, I literally just dipped a toe in the motherfucker. I dipped a toe in the motherfucker and everybody is like, what? <laughs> I said, why? They want to persecute the nigga. I, and, and, and we literally just sit here like, man, it just be that way. Like, you, you literally grow tired of it and you just be like, it just be that way, man. That's how shit be. Like, <laughs> that's when you tired of being sick and tired, bro. It's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Next article, man, I just be, <laughs> I be sitting here, I be sitting here like, shit, <laughs> stressed, because this article right here, I have to breathe, because <laughs> the next article right here is even worse, okay, it's, it's bad, but it's on a much higher level, like, and <clears throat> there's like, okay, yes, this is academic level, and, 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 you know, this is HBCUs, historically black colleges. But this is on a professional level when you black and you out here in the real world and they be treating you like you're still a nigga in a coop. And I'll I be like, they be looking at a nigga like, that's so cute. He got his little coop. Oh, he think he going to do something. He think he going to have a little yobby yob, a little job they pay a little money. But he's still going to be a nigga. He's still going to be a nigga. Yes, yes. He's still going to be a dusty little nigga. So, <clears throat> on to the NFL. Because, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the racist 
case of Brian Flores versus the NFL. Are you surprised that I'm talking about racism in the NFL? Because if you are, you've been under a rock, buddy. <laughs> you've been a, you have been wearing blinders for your entire life. Because how old is the NFL? Oh yeah, they're like a hundred years old. Oh yeah, they even had a team that was named after Native Americans, like a racial epithet for Native Americans. I mean, it was basically like the it was basically like the Oregon niggas. Like is is the is the equivalent of that? And they 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 chose. Not to even change the name, and they were like, "Hey, we just gonna name it the Washington Football Team, and we not even gonna give them a name until we feel like it." So this is the type of league that that we're talking about. It's like, like, am I hypocrite for the fact that I do watch the NFL and I do watch games? And yes, y- y- hell yes, I will say that I love football and. But but I would be a fool to say that the NFL is not a racist ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is racist as all the fuck. Like, it is the most racist sport probably in the world. And and that's really that if if not, if that's hyperbole, it's almost if if not the most racist sport in the world, one of the most racist sports in the world that's just being real <clears throat> but let's talk about brian flores so when he first got fired i was gonna talk about it on this show um but it ended up getting a little wishy-washy and i was like i think this is like a smear campaign and i was right so <clears throat> let's go to the article via the athletic because i have a subscription <clears throat> to these motherfuckers for a year and I paid for this shit accidentally so you go hear me talk about articles from the athletic former Dolphins coach Brian Flores files discrimination lawsuit against NFL Giants and others <clears throat> there's a 58 page lawsuit of shit that Brian Flores is like hey this is what the bu- this be the bullshit that they own so and and in all honesty Brian Brian Flores to me is a coach I really like a black head coach that I really like he is Afro-Panamanian he grew up in the projects in New York City he just has a really great story and he seems like a really good guy so with all that being said Former Dolphins coach Brian Flores has filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, the Giants, and several teams alleging discrimination in their hiring practices, which really shouldn't surprise a damn one of y'all. Look at how many head coaches were like actually in the NFL when the season was currently going on. It was like three. (laughs) There's 32 teams. The NFL has 70 plus percent black players. I can say this shit till I'm blue in the face, but it ain't gonna it ain't gonna change. It's not gonna change by that much. Okay. By the way, um, they fired two of those black head coaches. So that 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 like David Cully, who was literally a first year head coach, you know, in his I think it was like in his late 60s or 70s. He has an interesting story too, but <clears throat> David Cully. Fire after one year being Houston Texans head coach. And yeah, yeah. 
my, my, my guy, uh, Brian Flores, fired after what, like two or three years? Like, not even. And 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 the funny part is, he turned them into a winning team, but he still got fired. And so I was like, this shit is um some. Fuckery. All right, so the 58-page lawsuit claims, while racial barriers have been eroded in many areas, defendant the National Football League, NFL, or the league, lives in a time of the past. As described throughout this class action complaint, the NFL remains rife with racism, particularly when it comes to the hiring and retention of black head coaches, coordinators, and general managers. But y'all sure will draft a damn player that's black. Y'all y'all love a good workhorse nigga. I'm just, hey. <clears throat> but when it comes to a leader of men, a, a a man who can pick, you know, other people that looks like him and 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 and, and with these athletic abilities, or people who lead like front office people. Most of these front office people are literally ass white and old. Like, why they gotta be old and white? Like, it's like nigga, y'all really behind the time. Old and white, like that's a <laughs> that's an intersection that, that just screams pale and musty. All right, so <clears throat> dusty, husty, crusty, musty, flusty ass motherfuckers. So. <laughs> Oh, over the years, the NFL and its 32 members or its 32 member organizations, the teams, quote unquote, have been given every chance to do the right thing. Rules have been implemented, promises made, but nothing has changed. In fact, the racial discrimination has only been made worse by the NFL's disingenuous commitment to social equity. The Rooney Rule. So the Rooney Rule, if you're not familiar, is a rule that was put in place to make sure each black head coaching, basically each prospect for a head coach in on any team in the NFL has at least an interview with a black candidate. Doesn't necessarily say, hey, you need to hire a black candidate. It says, hey, we need a person to interview. It's a really flawed system. But anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, so <clears throat> Flores said in, a, said in a statement Tuesday afternoon, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. In making the decision to file the class action lawsuit or class action complaint today, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love and has done so much for my family and me. And the fact that that is like strongly ringing true, it could ring true. It's like he is like he's being he could be Kaepernick. As as that's crazy that I gotta make that shit a damn adjective. <laughs> he's like what? He's gonna be Kaepernick because he's standing up. For something that he believes in, and it may mean that he may never get a job doing what he loves ever again. Colin Kaepernick. <clears throat> so, but it's at a higher level, and it's it's at the head coaching position. Which, honestly, there are so many head coaches that are just coordinators and assistants that need to be head coaches in the NFL, 
And the fact that they even made it to coordinators is crazy to me. Like, there's only one head coach that actually has a staff that is all people of color that is a person that is not a person of color. And that, that is only Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians has Byron Leftwich as his offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Like, Byron Leftwich was a black quarterback, right, at one point, right? Then defensive coordinator, Ty Bowles, black head coach of the New York Jets at one point, fired him when I thought he actually was doing a decent job, but they don't like niggas. So <laughs> they don't be liking niggas in the NFL, and this is why they be sucking. So <laughs> this is why y'all teams be trash. Um. <clears throat> Mm. This is tough. This is tough to read sometimes, man. My sincere hope is that by standing against the systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. Among the allegations in the suit, Flores claims the Giants interviewed him for their vacant head coaching position, despite having already decided to hire former Bills assistant Brian Dable. The Giants had an opportunity to move a step in the right direction. If even only one, the Giants had the chance to hire Mr. Flores, an eminently qualified black man to be the first black head coach in the Giants nearly 100 year history. The lawsuit stated, instead, the New York Giants made the decision to hire Brian Dable and disclose that decision to third parties during the time when the Giants were scheduled to still interview Flores and when Mr. Flores was deceptively led to believe he actually had a chance at this job. That's fucked up. Thus, on Wednesday, January 26th, 2022, Mr. Flores was forced to sit through a dinner with Josh Schoen, the Giants' new general manager, knowing that the Giants had already selected Mr. Dable. Much worse, on Thursday, January 27th, Mr. Flores had to give an extensive interview for a job that he already knew he would not get. Rooney Rule. Very flawed. An interview that was held for no reason other than for the Giants to demonstrate falsely to the league commissioner, Roger Goodell, and the public at large that it was in compliance with the Rooney Rule. Part of Flores' claim towards... The Giants stem from text messages from Bill Belichick, head coach of the Patriots, mistakenly congratulating him on becoming the Giants coach despite him not yet having interviewed for the job. <clears throat> Sad. And two screenshots of text messages chained allegedly from Belichick. The Patriots coach said he thought he was messaging Dable, not Flores. Belichick's alleged response, sorry I fucked this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they're naming Brian Dable. I'm sorry about that. Bill Belichick. When I tell you that is the worst thing in the world, Like when you when you look at the text thread, it's literally saying, "Oh man, yeah, you're assuring for the job. I heard you were like the guy. You the guy. You the guy. Yeah, you the guy. Oh, you're not Brian Dable. 
Damn. Sorry, kid. What? And another claim by Flores. He alleges to the Dolphins. <clears throat> or he alleges the Dolphins tried to incentivize the team losing in 2019 to, get a, to gain a better draft pick in 2020. That's right. Tanking. It's real, everyone. Tanking. Apparently, um, he was fired by the Dolphins after leading the team to its first back-to-back -back winning season since 2003. That's a long, that's almost 20 years. The purported basis for his termination was alleged poor collaboration, the lawsuit claimed. In reality, the writing had been on the wall since Mr. Flores' first season as head coach of the Dolphins when he refused his owner's directive to tank for the first pick in the draft. Indeed, during the 2019 season, <clears throat> Miami's owner, Stephen Ross told Mr. Flores that he would pay him $100,000 for every loss, six figures. And the team's general manager, Chris Greer, told Mr. Flores that Steve was mad that Mr. Flores' success in winning games that year was compromising the team's draft position. Now, just to put it in perspective, Chris Greer is the only black GM in the NFL right now. Like that, man. I, man. Let me just <laughs> let, let me take a break, cause, ooh, I'ma talk my shit, but I gotta talk it after this break, because y'all like, man, y'all, you only going thirty minutes. Yeah, I need, I need a break. I'll be back, niggas. <laughs> We black niggas. All right, I'm about to rant right now. I'm about to talk some shit. Okay, it is Black History Month, and y'all motherfuckers is already fucking it up for me. I'm sitting here like, man, I just want to be black and wonderful. I'll still be black and wonderful with my beautiful girlfriend. I will still be black and wonderful. But I got to say this shit real quick. The power structure that has been created from these franchises and these clubs, if you will, football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Let's just be real. The four pillars, I like to call, of American sports, right? The, the four types of clubs or groups of clubs, right, that you would have in American sports. The most racist one, I'm definitely going to say, is the NFL. But... Guess what? There are no black owners. There are hardly any black GMs. Like I said, right before the break, there was only like one black GM in the entire NFL. <clears throat> but, you know, there are moments where there's like, oh, man, there's like one motherfucker that, that might be doing shit. You know, like look at the NBA, right? Charlotte Hornets, home team, right? Mm. They're kind of doing good right now, right? They ain't been doing good for a long time. And guess who's the owner of that team? Some may have issues with him as a person, right? 
Some may have issues with some of his actions, but undeniably, he is the greatest NBA player of all time. Michael Jordan. He went back home, bought a team, okay? Had a lot of money, right? Billionaire, right? One of the few people to do what a lot of people that look like him has been able to do. Own an entire franchise. Jay-Z has gotten very fucking close. Diddy has gotten very close. It's a lot of black people. They got a lot of fucking money. They have gotten very close, but Mike Jordan did it, right? And um, he has the type of power that a lot of black people don't get to have in that position. And still, it's limited because when you're dealing with 29 other teams in the NBA, you still like one of the, you are the only nigga in that entire room. <laughs> Cause they still, it's still some motherfuckers that will look at him. Even the greatest player of all time as a nigga in a coop. Be at a meeting and, and, and you say some shit and they still be like, ah, oh, that's funny, Michael. Like they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like it's in numbers, man. The strength, the ability to build, the ability to have representation, things that reflect the people that are the workhorses. In, it, it sucks to say workhorse, but that's what they are. They're, they're the workhorses in this giant business that we call sports. There is nobody in those front offices that look like those players. And there's a disconnect there. And this is the reason why a lot of teams stay terrible because they don't care and they love to keep their good old boys network the same. And they love doing shit like tanking because <laughs> Miami Dolphins are shitty. Like it's so much shit, man. But we know this is systematically and structurally been a problem. And it doesn't change until someone steps up and start. And even then, even even then, cabinet. What we get? We get. It takes all of us. We get. We get literally like, oh, in racism at the end of an end zone, and literally you got whole ass racist shit going on the entire fucking year. Like it means nothing when you like we solve racism by putting it on the end zone. It don't do shit, man. It don't do shit. And it's like black people been sick and tired of being sick and tired. All right. It is so many great black head coaching candidates. When I tell you, I could at least say 10 people. that could be head coaches in this league. If it was 10 people that were head coaches in this league, I'm telling you. People will want to play harder harder for them guys because they look like them they can relate to these people man but you got owners you got gms and you got coaches that are homogenous and don't look anything like the players 
And until then, until we have representation and people that look like the people that are playing on the field, you ain't got shit. You ain't got shit. End of rant, because I would keep going for like all year. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm like, I can't keep going. <laughs> I can't keep going. We 30 minutes in this shit. Like, bro. Like, all right. So, <laughs> this shit pissed me off. It really did. So, let's talk about Rihanna being pregnant. Because ASAP Rocky, you know, literally being a whole sex machine out here. Literally, like, y'all know ASAP Rocky had a sex addiction, addiction and shit. And Drake's sitting here like, but me. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? This, this entire, I guess, Rihanna. I guess, I guess, man. Baby gonna be cute, right? Baby gonna be cute. That's all I gotta say. I, I was gonna, I was gonna go into a whole article. I saw the reveal with the belly, and everybody is like going crazy and shit. And I'm like, you know what, Riri, Riri, good, good, good for you. Yeah, 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 good for you. I mean, that's all I can say. Is it, is a, a moment? It's a moment of, of sorts. Try so hard, y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm I got some really sad news that I'm just gonna skip over because I'm so pissed off. <laughs> I am fucked with as a black person today. <laughs> I don't need no more articles making me go like fuck you. I'm just wanna hear people fucking up. So here we go. Nurses made $1.5 million off of fake vaccination cards. Fake vaccination. Amityville, New York. Two nurses on Long Island are accused of forging COVID-19 vaccination cards and pocketing $1.5 million from the scheme, prosecutors said. Julie Duvuono the owner of Wild Child Pediatric Healthcare in Amityville. I, I think you should kind of get the context clues. And her employee, Marissa Uraro. <clears throat> Uraro! <laughs> Nigga, I'm Uraro! <laughs> are both charged with felony forgery. <clears throat> and Divono is also charged with offering a false instrument for filing. Both were arraigned Friday. Messages sinking comment were left Saturday with their lawyers. Suffolk County District Attorney Raymond Tierney said Devono <clears throat> and Araro. Araro! <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, like, the name is just nigga. Handed out fake vaccination cards charging $220 for adults and $85. Nigga! Nigga, niggas be trying hard to, to, to be not vaccinated. You paying $220 to, to appear vaccinated and still not be vaccinated? Nigga, I, what type of black market? Nigga, okay, Devono, a nurse practitioner in Oraro, a licensed practical nurse, entered the false information into the state's immunization database. 
Yeah, you fucked. Once you do that, it's over. It's a wrap. Like it's in it's in a place where it can be tracked. There is a paper trail, and you 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 pretty much gone. You're done for. <laughs> Prosecutor said the nurses forced a fake card showing a vaccine was given to an undercover detective, but never administered the vaccine to the detective. See, that's yeah. Y'all always got to be look on the lookout. Like, uh, uh, what, uh, mm, mm, they look undercover. Mm, mm. Whatever you trying to do, B, you not gonna get me. You not gonna get me, son. <laughs> and they fucked up. <clears throat> Law enforcement officers searched Devono's home and said they seized about nine hundred thousand dollars in cash and a ledger showing profits of more than one point five million dollars from the scheme, which began in November twenty twenty one. I hope this sends a message to others who are considering gaming the system that they will get caught and they will enforce the law to the fullest extent, Tierney says in a statement with other officials. By the way, guess the race. Italian white. <laughs> Gonna get them cannolis in prison. <laughs> I was about to say something real bad. Gonna get them cannolis in prison. Nigga, you ain't shit. Suffolk County. <laughs> Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison added, <clears throat> as nurses, these two individuals should understand the importance of legitimate vaccination cards as we all work together to protect public health. They don't give a fuck about public health. They talk about that money. If they, if they give a fuck about public health, they'd be broke. <laughs> they said, I was trying to get that shmoney. Now they in prison, so it don't even matter no more. Uh, what? Uh, they was like, we trying to get that shmoney. <laughs> That's money. <laughs> Guess it didn't last long, did it, huh? Fuck ass. <laughs> Fuck it, <ass>, bitch. <laughs> Alright, so um I was really gonna give y'all some extra shit, but this all I got. So we're gonna close out the show with a black owned business, of course. It's February, you know. We be niggas. And we be niggering. So <laughs> on that note, I close out with a story about Gorsha. <clears throat> so I'm in Gorsha's about section. Gorsha is an Ethiopian restaurant in Durham, North Carolina. A taste of Ethiopia in the heart of Durham. Gorsha serves traditional Ethiopian fare like tibs, meat, sautéed and spices, and shiro, chickpea stew, with a modern twist. Whether you select a communal plate to share or prefer an individual portion, each dish is crafted using local organic ingredients to honor tradition, health, and of course, flavor. Man, I just want to dip some shit in some injera and just and just go off. Man, I, I mean, I ain't been, I ain't been yet. I'm just gonna be real. I ain't been yet, but I want to go. I want to go, Nikki. I want to go. I want to go to Gorsha. We be passing Gorsha all the time. I'm trying to get me some Ethiopian food. No, <laughs> no, but um. <clears throat> To complement your meal, Gorsha offers an extensive list of house-made cocktails and curated artisan wines and craft beers. So go ahead, dive in with your hands, honor your trend, uh, honor your trends, honor your friends, and experience a new way of eating, Ethiopian style. And you don't need no damn fork, spoon. That's what injera is for, nigga. That's what injera is for, nigga. All right. So <clears throat> in Ethiopian culture. Friendship, honor, and love are expressed by feeding each other, an act known as Gorsha, or as a 
gorsha. To perform a gorsha, simply place a bit of food into another's mouth with your right hand. A gorsha is a sign of acceptance and appreciation like a hug between friends. Man, and I'm looking at this damn, this damn menu, nigga. I thank you, Lord. This is a wonderful, yes, I know y'all be like, every time you do black on business, you be doing restaurants. Nigga, I, I nigga be hungry. What, like, leave me alone. I, this, Gorsha look good as hell, okay? And you get you some. Anytime you went darn, gonna get you some damn Gorsha, okay? Shit be, shit be amazing, all right? And I ain't even had it yet. It just look amazing, but Nikki, I know you told me it's amazing, so we going. We going. Best believe that. And I might even do a follow-up, be like, hey. This how good they are. This how good they are. This how good they are. Support black businesses. And as always, thank you. Shit. Here I go like mystical. Bitch, you bad. Bitch, you built like a testicle. Pussy. And now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Buenas noches. Fat titties all over the world. Fat titties. Yeah. Fat titties all over the world. Fat titties. Oh, baby. Fat titties all over the world. Fat titties. Yeah. Come on, bitch. Fat titties all over the world. Fat titties, baby. Yeah. Yo. Fat titties all over the world. Told them areolas is circular and I love them all. Just wanna see them fat titties at the ball. Doing anything, what can you call? All them titties make me feel so small. Oh, they so big, oh, I need them both. All oh, them titties fall over, bro, bitch, you will flow.